Hello, uh, we should be live now. Welcome to the, I believe, third episode of the MindMeld Live video podcast. I'm Cairo, head of marketing for Calgary Labs, and we have here Kenny, our founder, and Anjali, oh, yes. co-founder of uh, Galabland. Mm -hmm. Hi, well, thanks for having me, GM. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're really excited. I was just saying uh, before we jumped on the call that Collab was like the very first puzzle piece that started our community uh, coming to life uh, way back in the very, very early days for me, um, which is not quite as early as Kim Nine, who I believe has been a part of Shell, possibly even longer than Kenny. Uh, <laughs> But uh, maybe not quite, but but pretty long. But other than Kim, I think uh, back when we had about 600 people in the Discord, it was that primordial role that uh, that really started to get people fired up. And that was sort of the key that we followed. So we're really yeah. grateful to you guys for what you've built. Uh, thanks so much. That's really nice to hear. I'll say as a service industry and as a service worker in a service industry, uh, most of the time you hear about things that are, you know, something's not going right, or you need to work on this or this. So it's, um, I always appreciate when people have kind things to say. So thank you so much. Um, it's been interesting in that the validation comes in different ways. And I was just talking about this with my team this morning when we were kind of recapping consensus. I got to go to consensus last week um, to like represent Collabland and seeing how many projects are out there that are community focused, that are token gating. You're like, okay, this is the validation, which is when we started, this is our third birthday. This is our third birthday. This month is our third birthday. Oh, collaborate. happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. And so it's like, then there was no concept of token gating, no concept of crypto community. And so now to be here three years later and walking around a conference and seeing so many projects that are focused on crypto community and in token gating, that's extremely validating. So it's like, you have to find the validation in different ways. Um, so I appreciate that. I think, in my view, and I could be totally wrong, but I think one of the things that makes Collabland so immediately valuable and appealing to people in Web3 is the simplicity and like the honesty of the way it works, because people don't necessarily want to tie their Discord identity or their Web2 identity to their Web3 wallet in such a way that devs can see or that everyone in the world can see. And with Collab, it's this very simple signing action that keeps, you know, the actual details of your wallet. Uh, I don't want to say private because obviously everything is public on the blockchain, but you don't need to add your, you know, create an account or add your wallet to this ledger controlled by the team that runs the discord you know you remain in control and yep I and think that's, even that's on from the well. beginning absolutely and i will yeah. um absolutely that's true from the beginning which is like the data belongs yeah. to the member so when kenny is signing in and he's verifying his wallet 
Nobody gets to know that. No one gets to know the mapping between yeah. Kenny's Discord ID and Kenny's wallet address because Collabland does not share that. And I wish that were true for everybody, but I'm going to make a point of saying it because I want it to be true for everybody, which is uh -huh. that identity belongs to Kenny. And in this, I always imagine a dystopian future where everything is mapped here and there and Kenny's address and Kenny's phone number and Kenny's wallet and Kenny's Discord ID and Kelly's or, or uh, Kenny's Telegram ID. Like, you don't know who's watching what and you have to prepare yeah. for that. And so adding on to that data mapping by sharing our data is not what we want to do. And Clubland does not do that. Um, and anytime we've had projects, there are projects that won't work with us. There are chains that won't work with us because they say, no, we want to have to know all the wallet addresses that are in our server. Community admins yeah. want to know that, right? Like, Kyra, yeah, you're mean, a, as a community admin. I get it. I get the appeal. Yeah. Right. It'd be nice to know, but like yeah. an invasion of privacy at the end. Exactly. Of the and what what we say is that without the explicit consent of the member, we do not give that information. Uh, that isn't true for everybody. You know, when you talk about like verification on Twitter, like are they yeah. are they sharing? Are they not sharing? Until I get something from them saying they're not sharing, I can't verify because I once you put that in there, blockchain is public. Of course, people could be watching and tracking you. I mean, I don't want to get too crazy, but you know, it can happen. <laughs> so yeah. you have to be very careful about keeping like the cat in the box for now, right? Or in the bag. Mm -hmm. so, so I got a sort of tangential question sort of like related to what you just said, which is, you know, as Kyra, as, as Kyra mentioned, as a community manager, he, he would like to know the wallet address of the people. Um, and, and there's, I think, a lot of legitimate use cases for wanting to know that information. And also, you know, I'm thinking as we build out the Shell app, for example, we're also going to want to know not necessarily individual information, but we want to know how are people responding to new features and like what features do people like, what features are people ignoring, what features are causing people to get confused. And like <clears throat> all this would help us build a better app, better community experience. And so one of the things that we're going to have to figure out is like how do we how can we, you know, cultivate that type of better user experience, better community experience, while still staying true to these values of not like de-anonymizing people in their in their wallet well, and their IDs? It's all about autonomy, right? It's all about self-sovereignty, data autonomy, and so we can make it easy for our members to share that information. Like we have a whole marketplace right now with lots of different mini apps. You could come up with a shell protocol mini app where you are able to have people share their information or wanting to be tracked or yeah. whatever it is. Like it's all about them wanting to do that. If they believe in shell protocol and they want Kenny and the admins to have that information, they can give it and we will provide it. But it depends on the member themselves. So when what we say is Collabland is, we do not, when you sign in with Collabland, you're not expecting that we're gonna be giving your information all over the place. You don't expect that. And so we're not gonna do it. That doesn't mean it's not valuable to you and that you don't want, you, that it wouldn't be useful or it might make your experience even richer. Airdrops, um, you know, allow lists. Like there's lots of different ways that people use wallet, wallet addresses in a good way. However, let them decide. Let the yeah. member decide. As long as the member has control over that, 
it's all good. And we don't mind sharing once we have explicit consent from the member, because we agree with that. Now, as far as the other things that you're concerned, what you were asking about, like, how do you know about member experience? What are they ignoring? What's activating them? How many people do you have joining after a Twitter campaign? You might want to see the days that the most people are joining, or maybe after a commercial you did on a podcast and you want to say, Hey, was that successful or not? So that type of data you can get, but it's not like so granular that you'll be able to know that Cairo watched that commercial and he joined that day right? Yeah. But you'll know like this many people joined and this campaign was successful for this reason. And that's even true on the larger collab land scale, like throughout all of our communities, we have over 45,000 communities. It's like giving data, aggregate data, I've actually started doing, which is like, oh, ERC 20s were the number two um, token that was gated on last week. Yeah, ERC I saw that. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's probably because of Pepe and because of other some of these other meme coins. So it's like Collabland in that way, we see kind of a, a reflection of the larger ecosystem based on like who's creating roles for what. So um, there's ways to share and learn from that data without having to like dox individual people. I, uh, I just want to do a little bit of stream housekeeping right now, guys, if you are tuning in live. Thank you for being here. You can ask your questions uh, for us, for Collab, on the MindMeld chat uh, channel on the Shell Discord. You can join the Shell Discord, go to the MindMeld chat. You can also get a role in the Shell Discord for being here right above MindMeld chat. Just click on that little Broquan face or uh, the, uh, the green button and you'll get the video melder role. And um, other than that, we will be addressing Shell-specific topics a little later in the call. We're going to talk Collabland first a little more, and then in the second half, we will go over Shell business. So if history is precedent, we'll probably go a bit over an hour. Uh, don't feel obligated to stay the whole time. Pop in and out. Uh, there will also be a replay with multi-language captions. So if you would prefer to watch with uh, non-English captions, that will be available hopefully within a day. But if you do want to watch live, thank you for being here. And again, please bring your questions. Um, I love that you have multi-language caption. I'm going to have to learn about that. Yeah, Are... I mean, I can't really take credit for it. It's the power of, you know, artificial intelligence, really. But uh, that's one thing that we like about going out to YouTube. Um, well, we broadcast with a program called Riverside, which has been pretty good so far. One nice thing Riverside does is it takes separate audio streams from each person so that you actually get attribution of the captions as far as who's speaking. Mm -hmm. And then when you export that caption file into YouTube, YouTube just goes ahead and spits out automatic translations uh, into like 20 languages. So that's been that's been a success. But right now, I want to know about how your path led you to uh, to Web three and to collab. Um, yeah, uh, 
Good question. Uh, well, my husband and I are co-founders for Abridged, and we're the makers of Collablin. We have a third co-founder who is Raymond Fang, um, who all of Collablin is built on an open source um, protocol called Loopback that he has um, created and has been an open source, open JS project for over 10 years. So he's like deep in open source communities, um, which are really interestingly very close to what we have here as well like community is community so i guess i'll start with saying that um sure. i have been a part of online communities my entire adult life um i started in um dialing up to like neighborhood bbs's i grew up in los angeles uh, in 1993 um just like meeting people online and then going to irl events and meeting all different types of unusual people that I would have never met before. The only thing we had in common is that we found a way to get our modem and get our phone and dial up to like a server. They were called BBSs at that time, uh, bulletin boards. And so we would be there and we would like play, you know, play different multi-user games together and just have like not even images or anything. It was like literally they were called macros. I actually don't know how old you guys are. You may or may not have even heard of any of this stuff, but it was like literally using like T and X and zero and P and like making images and like having them do stuff. So that was kind of a big thrill back then, early, early days. And then after that, I got involved with pretty much have been a part of online communities my entire adult life. Like I would say even out of my friend group, like more than half of the people who I consider very good friends, friends of my heart, I've never met and I've only known online. So online community, um, online relationships, it's just been a part of my entire life. Like my first job out of college was at an internet company that was teaching people how to use search engines. Uh, we were years before Google. Um, we were a company called Ink to Me and we had our own search engine and we were winning. We used to go to different competitions all over the United States and then someone would ask a search term out of the crowd and then we would search and then see who got the answers up faster. If you can even imagine. Oh, that's awesome. This was so yeah. long ago. So I long. just, um, this is a little before my time. My uh, fiance and I just finished watching the show Halt and Cash Fire, nice. which is all about people trying to build out tech and through the 80s and 90s. And uh, I can imagine there's that feeling when something is just like surging upward, you know, and it's like, you know, it's going to be huge, but it's still coming together. That's what I love about being in Web3 right that's now. That's what this is. I wasn't there. Yes, that's yeah. what this is. This is a this is a second time around for us, right? So it's yeah. like um we met at Berkeley. We were involved with the early days of the internet. So it's like but at that time which was I turned um like at that age, I don't know, I was like 23, 24 years old by the time I graduated from college, right? So I graduated in 96. So you can imagine it's, I'm 49 now, it's been a while. But it was like, I was just still like in that age of my early 20s, I didn't realize this is something special. I didn't realize that this is revolutionary. I didn't realize like what we're doing is teaching people about something that is going, inevitably going to become the future. I mean, I lived through the dot-com bomb, right? They call it a dot-bomb. Yeah. Like, People were like, the internet is over. Like, if you could even imagine, we're doing this podcast together right now over yeah. the internet. I've never met either of you. But there was a time where the internet was over. Like, like that was, it wasn't a done deal, right? Yeah. And so this time around feels like a second chance. And so now it's like, this is, I've tasted this before. And so it's yeah. like, we just need to fight, fight through, hold on. And there are plenty of moments where people say that Web3 is over 
as well. And yet here we all are still building and still carrying on. And I'll tell you why it can't be over and why I don't think it will be over is that the internet, and you mentioned this Cairo before, the internet has its own money now. And so you cannot stop people from coming together. You cannot, yeah. it's inevitable. We all want to be together on some level or another. We're together right now, but innovation comes from collaboration. Innovation comes from getting ideas. There's nobody that's having an idea that didn't come from somebody else's idea. And so in order to grow more, develop more, innovate more, make all of our lives better and more meaningful, we need to be in relationship with one another. We need community. We need some way to access each other's minds and thoughts. And so how can now, when we have an aligned incentive with money, right? Like blockchain can be anything, it's identity in a lot of ways, but uh, money is one of the use cases, right? For blockchain. Yeah. Now we have a money that's shared amongst everybody. We have this aligned incentive amongst everybody. What innovation, collaboration, what amazing things humankind is going to be able to create as a result of this, that's not going away. Like you're just giving us more and more ways to make the world smaller and we're going to grab it every single time. I so think, I think when there's that kind of passion behind a team, it shows through in, you know, in direct and indirect ways in the product. And you can tell when someone is not trying to cash in. And I think the fact that you, you have this ethos, I'm not surprised because it shows through in uh, what you've built with Collabland. I want to answer a couple community yeah. questions. Mapke, you asked, has Collabland distributed their tokens to Shell? Yes, we were in the first round. We got the Collab tokens 10-ish uh, days ago, a little less. And one thing that was holding us up was just the process of getting those tokens um, off of Optimism and over to Arbitrum. Uh, there was just a little bit of right hand talking to the left that needed to be worked out as far as the bridging. And uh, luckily our engineer Viraz was very persistent. Uh, Kenny, you wanted to chime in there? Yeah, we over, uh, as of today, they're kind of in the process of bridging off of Optimism to ETH mainnet. We looked into doing like one of those cross L2 bridges and COP protocol, but there wasn't there wasn't sufficient liquidity, so we got to do it the old fashioned way. Yep. And uh, yeah, we are so psyched, um, especially having like An Angelina on the call and knowing that we what we got in store for the Collabland um, token. Yeah. How long does it take, Kenny? When are we gonna see those tokens actually hit the Arbitrum wallet? You know, you're asking a no code about a technical okay. question. Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. It's days, though. I think it's seven days. I think that's what it is for the bridging. I'm not 100% sure either. I'm not a technologist as, as well. So the optimism uh, front end said seven days. I assume they're being conservative, and it could be potentially much quicker. Um, I know our engineer said it would be faster for Oz, um, whom actually will be on this on, on one of our... Um, yeah, I'm excited podcasts. for you... Uh... Next show weekend. people to meet Viraz. He's cool. He's a, yeah. he's a very driven guy. Um, there was another question as well. When swap other NFT and shell protocol? Uh, we can leave that for the shell segment, but soon uh, is the answer. Uh, Imminently. So, so um, 
as far as collab, um, from my external perspective, because we've been using collab for over a year, but the public presence of the team was, at least in my perspective, kind of quiet. It was just this thing that worked really, really well. And if you wanted to get in touch with the team, you could kind of like make a ticket. But um, it wasn't like there was this push um, of publicity. And then all of a sudden there was. It was just me. It was just me. It was just me for a very long time. And like I said, I consider myself a service worker. And so I was running the support team for a year and a half before uh -huh. I even got to be elevated out of it. So when you were sending a support ticket, I was answering the support tickets. So we were very much just build the thing, build the value, give the people what they want. But it wasn't a, we never spent a penny on marketing. We never had yeah. a PR company. Like James is my husband, like we're doing this out of our apartment. You know, we have a third co-founder, Raymond, who is absolutely does service work. Um, and so we just didn't have any, I don't know, we didn't have any shillers, like it was a free product. And so we didn't, I don't know how you were supposed to get there. Like I saw that there were all these other companies that were flashier and shinier and like doing all these events. And I was like, oh, how do I do that? Like, it's just me and a bunch of developers, including James, well, my husband. It seems developer. like you figured it out. Obviously you yes. did a rebrand. You're, yes. uh, you kept yes. the cuteness of the robot, yes. but it's got a certain sheen to it now. Yes. Um, was there a moment where you guys decided like, we're yes. going to remake yes. this? Yes. Remake it. I mean, I made the website. I am not a website developer. Like, so just give you a little background. So the company is abridged. We're no code tooling. And we were trying lots of different experiments. And one of the experiments was Collabland. And so it's like, yep. oh, here's an experiment. Look at our experiment. Now you can build your own dev tool. I mean, you could use our dev tools to make your own app. Like it wasn't supposed to be Collabland. It was supposed to be the dev tooling. And we're just giving examples of little toys you can make with this cool no code tooling. So when Collabland took off, we're like, okay, okay, hold the phone. All right. So now let, this is exciting. That's when I came on. I wasn't on the first year. I didn't join until March of 2021 when it became a community project. Before that, it was mostly just DAOs and James could handle that. He's a DAO maxi. He wrote the or co-wrote the um, white paper for Malik DAO. He was one of the original summoners for Metacartel. Like he goes way back into DAOs. So he was like, yes, I'm making a DAO. Collabland's being used by DAOs because he was in DAOs and it was made for our DAO. So he's like, it's a DAO so I can handle that. And then it became like an investment group situation where investment groups were using Collabland. And then you had social tokens. That kind of is what changed the perspective here. So then social tokens started using Collabland. It wasn't until spring of 2021 where, you know, Board Ape used Collabland for, they were the first NFT community to use Collabland. And I was like, okay, I was already into NFTs kind of on the side, not related to Collabland or my husband or anything, just that's what interested me in crypto, really nothing before that really felt like it, I don't know, it just didn't interest me. But NFTs, collectibles, art, like this is my jam, this I could get into. And then when NFT communities kind of were, or sorry, when Board Ape started using Collabland, then I was yeah. like, okay, wait a minute, we should be going after every NFT community and asking them to use Collabland. 
And he's Did like, you? no, 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 we're going to be, we're going to just build DAO tooling. And I was like, no, 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 you can't just build DAO tooling because if people like me are interested in NFTs, then this is going to be mass adoption. It's not going to be what you think. Governance is not going to be mass adoption, which of course now we're doing governance and we are a dev tool. But anyway, back then it was like trying to convince the team to be, yeah. to pivot toward NFTs. Um, and that was really my thumbprint where I was like, contacting every single new nft project um and asking them to use collabland and that lasted like four six weeks and then at that point everyone was using collabland so it was it was huge but even then that was then 2021 2022 it was like all you know bull market the website sucked like the art was crappy but and we knew it I mean, but it's I, like I, well, you'd rather have a good product than a good website there's a lot I didn't of know what to do with projects that. out there with great websites and no product. So, right. So I was just like, look, it's working. People, I mean, our numbers keep growing. It's working. Yeah. It's, it's not like, so, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And also money, like it, branding tick costs yeah. a lot of money. Like Did all of ever, this stuff. Speaking of money, have a moment through this irrational or irrational where you saw, wow, there are these projects like Board Ape or whatever doing hundreds of millions of dollars of volume using our tool as like the backbone for their community we are leaving money on the table by i never uh, had that thought i will tell you, you i had never that had thought. that thought okay. and it shows <laughs> so that's why we didn't have a fancy website and that's why we are you know we are a service project because uh -huh. I was just more excited that people were, like I said, I come from, I come from online community. Now this is a new type of online community and I get to be at like the heart of it. And I get to see how all these crypto communities are working. I get to be in relationship with all these admins and all these project owners. Like, you know, and I would tell people this is like, I was getting high on the influence of being able to like have some effect yeah. on the way people and i don't want to cry but the way people g interact like i get to have that so i should have i think in hindsight it would have made sense to be more money-minded back then but no. i can't help it i can't be a different person and you know like my husband and i have been together 28 years and we've been living a life together not as co-founders and being able to do this together is like we get to have our mark in the world and we want to win on our terms like with our own values intact and if we can't get it that way then what else do i really need like what more do i need for like from existence like i have my health i have my children i have my beautiful partner like you know so it's easy a little bit easier to yeah. be idealistic when you're older and you've already lived a little <laughs> i think it's really important to stay true to yourself stay true to like what makes you motivated and passionate you know yeah. like if i think if you guys had focused on the money earlier on collabland wouldn't be what it is today who knows and, really who know, knows it, it would have yeah. been something different i'm not saying it would have been better or worse but it would have been something different and probably something yeah. you wouldn't have felt so passionately about and it definitely feels like that now it definitely feels like Oh, how do I get to, I, I'm just as enthusiastic about it as I was, you know, years ago. And it, I'm so proud of it. And through the ups and downs, because there are ups and downs, being able to know that like, I'm being 
I'm really trying and we're all of our whole team really truly is a believer in this, in community, in relationships, in what can we all do? What problems can we all solve if we work together? You know, we look at climate change. Can we solve that? Water rights, uh, unhoused, like people are gonna be able to come together, the brightest minds, the most interested minds in certain topics that plague humanity to now come together with the same money, right? Now they all have money that they can in, in change, exchange within each other to solve some of these problems, like that's the vision. Like, what could this be? And so, yeah, okay, make some money now, make this money, that money, but instead let's try to open it up, keep it as inclusive as possible, right? Not charge, but invite as many projects, as many people. And I will tell you both Kenny and Cairo, I've met so many people that did not have opportunity before Web3 that came into this industry now and are able to sustain their own lives, sustain their families' lives, are contributing to their communities, are committing, um, contributing to charity. Like I've met so many people now that are doing so much with new opportunity because of projects like CollabLed that remained free, that yeah. remained accessible. So that's really the exciting part. I mean, on top of all the other things, that's just like was really important too. So I don't, I can't go back in time and change it. I don't know if it could have been better, like to your point, Cairo, would CollabLed have been better or worse? It could have been better. I don't know how to be a different person. And so I didn't have that thought. I was super proud of Board Ape. I actually, I remember the very first time I spoke in public was at a conference in September of 2021. And I used Board Ape as an example to say, look, Board Ape uses Collabland just on the benefit of having Collabland and token gated access in their server. They will, they were able to launch Mutant Ape and Mutant Ape sold out for uh, $90 million in 100 minutes. So it's like, yeah being able to say that with such pride like that's what i gained from it and from seeing all the communities and now like i said going to consensus conference and seeing all the other projects that are out there doing token gating doing community work that's the reward it's, it's not good i'm a total idealist you know in that way it's not a good situation i wouldn't recommend it everyone should be balanced and i'm working on it but it, it is who i am and i can't change it well i think that's Fantastic. And we certainly are really grateful to have not just what you've built, but also ideals like that in the space. Um, so with that said, obviously you've dropped the token. This is a governance token for the collab DAO, right? Or is it more nuanced than that? It's more nuanced than that. So we are a, again, I'm an idealist. And so we decided to use American laws. I'm an American. My husband is American. Our third co-founder is American. Most people on our team are American. We really felt strongly about using a uh, American legal wrapper for our DAO. We knew we wanted to have a DAO. Honestly, if you're in crypto and you believe in community ownership, you believe in community governance, um, you believe in rewarding people for their behavior, you gotta have a token. Like at some point you gotta have a token. How else are you gonna distribute value amongst people? Like a token is, you gotta have a token. And so for us, we were like, yes, we wanna have a token, but you provide service first. You know, you make something valuable first 
And then you can have a token if you've earned a token. So yeah. it wasn't until the fall of last year, kind of the uh, early fall, end of summer of last year that we're like, all right, what what is the plan now? Like, what do we want to do with Collabland? You know, we've made it to this level of success. We have, we've sparked a whole cottage industry of token gating. And now we're in this situation. What do we do now? What is the what is the goal? Is the goal to get at the top and try to like acquire everybody else or squash everybody else or be in a feature race with everybody else in order to stay on top? No, like that's not the way I want to spend my one and only existence. Like, to be honest with you, like I'm not, that isn't the type of person I am. I'm not a yeah. dog eat dog person. I'm sure you've discovered that by now, but I just don't have that desire for the rest of my life. Like I said, I'm looking at the second half of my life. If I'm lucky, I have another half left. So it's like, what do I want to do? We don't want to do that. We don't want to try to just squash everybody. So what do we do? We want to invite everybody. We want to include everybody. And so how do you do that? That's kind of when the conversation started around that. And now we, so the first thing we did is we developed a marketplace. So now even Shell Protocol can go into the Collabland mini market. We have a mini app marketplace. You can download any number of features. You can instantly distribute PO apps. You can do snapshot voting. You can do verifiable credentials, have people in your community send each other verifiable credentials. We have all different types of mini apps. We're like, let developers who are building in crypto community make a mini app. We'll put it in the Collabland marketplace. Any of our 45,000 plus communities can one click install any of these mini apps and customize their Collabland bot. Now with Collabland, even in our top 100 communities, we have so much diversity amongst the type of people that use Collabland across the board, gaming communities, DeFi communities, NFT communities, DAOs, for example, investment groups, and really a lot that I'm not even naming because there's so many different ways people are using Collabland that it doesn't make any sense for us to like try to do a feature race that will please everybody. How am I going to create features for Collabland bot that everyone's going to want? You just can't do it. So we're like, okay, what do we do with here? And so we decided to do this marketplace and then invite people to build a mini app. It strengthens Collabland, but because in order to be in the Collabland marketplace, you have to lock a certain amount of collab tokens, whatever it is. You have to lock a certain amount of collab tokens. You get those back if you pull your app back out. But as long as your app is in the marketplace, you get to keep those Collabland tokens there. And when the value of Collabland grows, the Collabland of our Collabland um, Colorado co-op grows, then the contributors to the co-op, right? Everyone that's a member of the DAO has yeah. a token their value also goes up. And so the idea of people being able to work together, collaborate together, build something together, and then get value for their contribution, that's what we're set up for. So that was the Collabland token. The Collabland token is part of the Collabland Colorado Digital Co-op. Right. Uh, and that is what the token, the token was an opportunity to invite every single person who has ever participated with Collabland to join our network. You know, we've gotten this far on our own, but now we have this marketplace. Now we want to have community led governance. We had community led development all these years where I don't take credit for any of this on my own. Like I said, I ran the support team for a year and a half. I got all of the feedback from administrators and community projects. I built so many beautiful relationships with project owners of all different types. And I get that feedback from them. And yeah. then I can bring that to our developers. Community led governance. I guess that's another thing. There's so many different approaches to this and there's so many different levels as far as, you know, one DAO is never going to be the same as another DAO as yeah. far as what it can do, how it's structured. 
but we do you do draw this line that it is not purely a governance token um, right you know it's it does allow you to list um an app or a feature in the marketplace correct and also right mm -hmm. now we're not charging yet it's all you know the marketplace is still kind of a beta version but yeah. eventually you'll be able to use collab token to install mini apps so those will also have prices oh, like a penny essentially for an app that you want to use yes you now, can use a collab token yes will that be the only token that you can use to uh no. No. I mean, uh, I'm not 100% sure yet, but Collab Token will also be used. We'll probably offer fiat and USDC as well. But maybe if you use Collab Token, you'll get a discount. So we want to give some okay. value that for, or like a rebate. Like if you're using sure. the Collab Token, then you get some value. Or you can use USDC or fiat, and then, you know, there will be a charge. So it's it's really Makes up sense. to you. Yeah, but we well, want to give that up. soon, people will be able to use Collab on Shell to buy anything. Yeah, that actually dovetails into to the question that probably a lot of people are thinking and something we get asked, but sort of the corollary of, which is when Arbitrum uh, for your marketplace? Anybody, anybody, if you're an Arbitrum developer out there, build an Arbitrum mini app. I will tell you, we have a POAP mini app right now. That POAP mini app gets installed into all different types of communities. And now when POAPs are distributed in those communities, whether it be a Flow community, whether it be a Tezos community, Solana, whatever, now all of those members have a POAP, which is on Gnosis Chain. So it's like, if you want more users for Arbitrum, come up with something fun. Yeah. You know, and tell people about it and then all the communities across. And that's really what we imagine is a cross chain world where you have apps in different places doing different things on different chains. Like there is room for everybody. So if you can come up with an Arbitrum mini app, do it and join the Collabland marketplace. And if it's interesting enough, people are going to want to use it all over all over the place. I guess um, I've got a sort of a two parter and can you can throw in anything else you want to share? One is um, what's next, both for the collab token and for collab land. Once this marketplace has been built out, where do you plan on directing your efforts? And uh, two, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners specifically before the end of the segment? Um, I, I mean, I guess I could get to that part first, which is just thank you for listening. Anytime anybody wants to hear what I have to say. Uh, I stayed home with my kids. I homeschooled my daughter until eighth grade. Um, you know, I had a very private life before I started doing this. And so anybody that wants to hear what I have to say or is interested in what the topics that I'm discussing, uh, I just want to say I have, you have my gratitude. So I want to start with just saying thank you so much for listening and being here and caring about what words come out of about out my math hole. Okay, so that's the situation there. Um, I did write a couple of notes and I'm thinking, did I mention all this stuff now? Because I I, I don't do that well with notes. Um, but we have the, market, the marketplace is already there. So you can go in right now and start instantly installing um, mini apps. The and payment this is channel for, to be clear, community managers, people that are installing Collabland for their Correct. Discord. This that's is not for say end users. Okay. We have more coming for end users, but I'll tell you about that at the end. Um, okay. But yes, if you're an admin, if you're running a Collabland community, you know, of course, token gating is a commodity now. A million people are doing token gating. Like I said, token gating was an experiment. Who knew it was going to take off? And now you can imagine, you can't even think that it 
Was there a time it didn't exist? Yes, there was a time it didn't exist. But now it's a total commodity. So for us, it's like the marketplace is a real opportunity to sh show more, show more of our support for crypto communities. It's really important that we try to support pro-social positive engagements to happen within communities. Like that's our responsibility. I take that as my personal responsibility. If I want to see the future I want happen, it requires me to be working hard to make sure that there is the type of collaboration and uh, innovation and communities and relationships happening at this level. That This is my little piece of place where I can have some impact. So I'm going to have impact there. So we have the marketplace. We're also going to have, and this is come from the community as well, a probot. And so now over the last few years, we have features that communities want that are just too expensive. Like we can't do it for free. You know what I mean? Like we just couldn't yeah. afford to do it. But like more frequent background check. A lot of communities want background check that's on demand, right? So like yeah. right now it's running every 20, 24 hours, but maybe Kenny is like, oh, I want a new role. I'm adding this new role to my server and I want everyone to get it immediately. So, you know, he should be able to just push a button and say immediate background check. That's just one example. So there've been these more pricier features that yeah. we've been wanting to do, but we haven't been able to do because how do you make them free for everybody? So now we're like, okay, we're going to have a pro version of the bot that's going to have, and you'll have to wait and see, but lots of fun stuff. But um, a pro version of the bot that people can pay either in collab token or in USDC or in fiat for um, like an enhanced version. The version that you see today will always exist for free. We're not taking anything from anybody and I would never allow that. However, there's more that people want. Crypto community now in year three is maturing. And so people have money for those extras, right? Like a lot of brands are coming in. You know, at Consensus, I met a lot of brands and I was like, oh, me, you wanna talk to me? So it was like, it was uh, exciting, right? And so it's like, those are the type of people that are gonna wanna pay. <laughs> for like a pro bot. But also there are a lot of communities yeah. that we have with over 10,000 people or over 20,000. Like they, maybe they're making money some other way. Not every project that uses Collabland is broke. A lot of them have money and they want a different level of service. And so um, we're going to be having a pro bot that's coming out too. So that's kind of where my focus is right now. One, the um, we have our claim ending May 23rd. So that's kind of a push right now to like, after May 23rd, anyone who hasn't claimed all of those tokens are going back to the Dow treasury, which we're very excited about because the Dow is gonna have lots of fun ways to spend it and use it and um, appreciate, you know, give contribution to people. So I think that's gonna be really great. We may do another drop in the future. I don't know. I mean, like, let's see what's happening, what the Dow wants to do, but those tokens are gonna come back. So that's a priority. So if you haven't claimed already, please do. Um, Second, we have, well, we just finished our movies. I don't know if you know about our movies. Let's form we group. We did. I just, I, I haven't watched them in their entirety, but I remember when you announced that and then I saw that recently. Yeah. Uh, so all, team. so now we're like, oh, it'd be really fun to, so that was also a dream come true, which is like, we get to see crypto communities. Who's talking about crypto communities? Like in the, when you think about mainstream media, they're just all talking about financialization of crypto. They're all talking about greed. They're all talking about scams, you know, like yeah. Sam Baker and Freed, like that, those headlines are the headlines that make it out about crypto. So people it's don't very know. Really, it's like, they want to focus on the train wrecks. You exactly. Know. And so the stories the like what I see, what we see, right? Like our story doesn't ever get yeah. told. 
no one gets to hear about why I'm in it. Like when I, they hear family members or friends are in crypto, they're like, what? Like you do that? Like it's all a yeah. scam. Like, and I'm like, trust me, none of what we're doing, like our part of the business has nothing to do with scam, but it's like trying to explain to people like there's, there's real beauty happening here. Yeah. There's something really special happening here and it's happening on a global stage. Um, and I've been able to work with people that I would have never had an opportunity to meet with. And they're so interesting and so cool and amazing. And that includes on my own team and also on different projects. But I wanted those stories to be told. And so yeah. I got very lucky because my husband's been working in tech for like a bazillion years. He was the um, lead uh, dev on Farmville, if you guys remember that game Farmville. So he was a lead oh, yeah. developer on that oh, game. Yeah years ago which is why actually collabland doesn't have its own platform but that the reason we use existing platforms it's the same idea because farmville he's like oh farmville we didn't create our own game a standalone game we went to facebook so it's like it became that, like the facebook killer app for years there i mean yeah, really. it was it was very popular yeah. but it's like that success kind of um educated us about how we would move with Clubland as well. Cause you have to meet people where they are asking people to come to you is, is not an easy thing. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm excited about a lot of things. That's some of it. If any of your uh, listeners, you know, claim the collab token, um, join the server we have town hall tuesdays and so we had a town hall today uh we go over it's like an hour hour 15 minutes sometimes i talk too much as you could probably tell i'm, I'm worried about your time as well i've already gone over a lot um but yeah we have so much fun we have lots of activities we have a media team that i run on friday so come to that i don't know we have a ton of stuff to talk about and a ton of stuff to do but i don't want to take up more of it but you know yeah come find no, me follow uh, me. we'd love to keep this going and this probably is not the last time that we'll have you and your team on so yes guys also check out those mini docs um it's a really good really important thing that collabland is doing uh as far as web3 and it matters and uh, i know yeah, that we're very very group. very grateful for what you let's built Sorry, it's got to give you the title. So let's form group.xyz, L-E-T-S-F-O-R-M, group, G-R-O-U-P. Um, and we have seven, seven of them. So there's seven mini documentaries. Um, and each of them focus on a very different type of Collabland community. Uh, we didn't ask them to talk about Collabland. We just said, tell us about your culture everything about your culture. How did you get here? What do you do? What are the people like? Share yourself to the max. That's your job here. So we got to do those seven of them. I would love, love, love to do more. So really it's like, we're, I'm kind of in the back of my head, like who would want to do these with us? Like, can we get a well, sponsor? Go get that brand money and then turn around and, uh, you know, do some good in the world, right? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I got to <laughs> do something like that. So that's kind of the hope is like to continue to put out more stories and also to inspire you. I don't know, Kenny, if you got, have you've ever thought about doing a documentary, but our, our communities for them to share their stories. Like I feel like, and this is what I tell every, every week in town hall, it's our responsibility to show people what we really are. And so it's like, if these videos can inspire project leads to create their own stories, like that would be a success as well. So throwing that out there, I think that could be a really fun story, how you started, what brought you here, what the culture of your community, maybe some leaders in your community, uh, talk to your community managers, like, just kind of show what Shell Protocol is about. I think it's important. Someday people are gonna look back at this time, I believe it, and want to know what this time was like. So we need to have something for them. That's well put.
That's I well agree. put. Yeah, we've been trying to get our lead uh, community moderator on one of these, but he's his. I think he's a little shy. His skills are best served on the Discord. So, Kim, we appreciate you, and uh, Anjali, we appreciate you. Thank you for uh, coming on. It's been really wonderful getting to talk, and I have to say, as much as I appreciated Collab Land before, uh, it's only grown. So you're doing well by your team, uh, talking the talk and walking the walk. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate to talk that. To I hope you invite me on again. So many things I want. I, I know one of the things we talked about ahead of time was like, what are the challenges? Boy, I would love to have an hour just talking about challenges. I, know, so. I could totally do another hour right now as well. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to plan that. But uh, I have a lot of yeah. lingering questions about you know the future of like how you see the future of like communities and and uh, Web three because to me I feel like a real real killer use case for Web three which we've been searching for and. But we don't have time. That's that's like let's a, let's do well, it. Let's get you back on the pod because that'll be yes. love to hear. Uh, just now we got like the collab land like story yes. down. We can build on that and just like start to riff. I'm I'm really yes. looking forward to it. Oh my gosh, there's so many fun things I want to talk about. I want to talk about anons and the value of anons in crypto. Oh, there's so many topics. So yeah, if you guys ever have anything you think I might be interested in and you'd want to hear from me, yeah. then. You reach out. I'm totally um, game for all of that. Sounds great. We're gonna stick around. Kenny and I are gonna do the uh, the shell update, the when, 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 um, and uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do this again sometime. So thank you very much. We'll be posting clips online, and uh, we will see you around the space. Do not be strangers, Kenny and Cairo, please. Let's keep in touch. I know I Absolutely. felt like I spent a whole hour with you. I want to know more about the two of you. So uh, let's keep in touch. Sure. Okay. Sounds Bye. Good. Bye. Aloha, Anjali. Take care. All right, guys. Well, that was a treat. Yeah. And sometimes you meet people that just really re-inspire your faith in Web3 builders doing good in the world. Definitely. I was, it was a pleasure to talk to her and especially hearing like the collab land story. There's a lot of it, but I, I mean, you worked with, you work with collab land a lot more than I do. So I just sort of take it for granted. This is just like some thing we have to troubleshoot on occasion, but it's really cool to hear the personal story behind it. And, and, you know, you're right. The, the passion that they have really bleeds through in the product. And it's something mm -hmm. I, I feel like you know, resonates with us or it resonates with me, you know, like we have a lot of passion for what we're doing and, you know, hopefully it comes through in the products. Hopefully it comes through in the app, the protocol, the discord community, you know, and when she set up talk, was talking about like the token, I was like, Oh yeah, I can relate to that. Like we we're like, you know, everyone has been pestering us for a token. I mean, at some point, like it's not even a matter oh, yeah, of we're the Kings of, of no token right now. Well, it's not a, eventually it becomes not a question of whether the token makes sense. It's just like, will, will you get like, you know, will people with pitch pitchforks and torches show up at your house? If you don't, if you don't provide one at some point, um, it's um, a good problem yeah. to have. It's a good problem. Can't if that is a dog or a cow behind you. I believe it is a dog. Wait, uh, let me let me make my screen a little bigger. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's 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 um, I'm I'm dog sitting. That's uh, our, a little little Luana. Oh, Kim, get that guy. There was someone who said he wanted to be notified when uh, when.
when the collab segment was over. So we should probably tell him. So I'm seeing a question from Ranagi65 slash Global. Now shell points are useless to everyone out there earning shell points, no matter how few or how many. Thank you for supporting the p- protocol. Big things coming. I've, I'm, I mentioned this because I've, I've noticed a few people seem a little confused. By yeah, I think it's, it's my fault. Like, I think it's an English issue here. Um, do you want to answer this? Because I think I know where you're going with it. Yeah, well, we're going to release tokenomics part two very soon. So this that'll spell out explicitly how this all works. But I can tell you that, you know, the more shell points you get, the more airdrop you get. And it's going to be pretty much proportional. If you have 10 times as many shell points, you're going to get 10 times the airdrop. Um, so yeah. just make that explicit. Don't worry about it, guys. Oh, I'm not reading the YouTube chat, by the way. If you're on YouTube and you're asking questions, come to the Shell Discord. That is where I'm reading these questions. Come to the Shell Discord. Come to the Mind Meld chat. And yes, I think what, what we were going for with that tweet was the idea that uh, our love for all of you users, whether shrimp or whales, uh, is equal. But that does not mean your airdrop will be equal. Uh, such is the nature of the world. So no worries. Um, Ishan, our developer, is telling us seven days for the bridge. So uh, probably mid-next week, that collab drop will occur. And very curious to see how the use cases uh, develop for that token. And one thing that I'm personally looking forward to the most about this collab land drop is we'll get to test out a new version of Proteus. Um, maybe not. I don't know if it's going to happen in the exact same time as Airdrop. We're still sorting through the logistics. But we have a new version of Proteus that's really exciting. Um, and we've talked about it a few times. But um, yeah, that'll be our first test case is um, creating our, our Collabland pool. Ozan is asking if we can do an AMA sometime for Shell only. Um, Ozan, are you saying that you would like to get up on stage, as it were, and voice chat with us? Because that is something that we attempted uh, back when we were on Discord stages. People would raise their hand and we would bring them up. Normally, they just wouldn't say anything. Um, so that may, that was a little odd. Uh, one person did say that it was um, very charming slash weird how we... Americans pronounce who can. I guess it's a little different uh, over in the UK. How are you supposed to pronounce toucan? I think they, they say, say toucan. toucan. No, that like toucan. Like they sort of drop the A. Toucan. And we say toucan. I mean, they also say like aluminium. So you can't, I mean, how, you can't take them to That's the true. That I fell off somewhere in the Atlantic, I think. Um, is there a possibility to create crew or guild tasks focused on airdrop only? Like percentage of airdrop focused on those roles slash tasks. Um, interesting question. I think what you're asking Drogo is, can we create something with like Galaxy or uh, Zeely or Layer 3, something like that, some task platform? and provide a, some portion of the airdrop as rewards. 
I would say directly no. At least I would be hesitant to do that because the nature of those tasks is that they're really not Sybil resistant. That's something we've talked about at length before. However, I do like the idea of ta uh, tasks and quests. It's something we're exploring. Um, I know a lot of people do love those, and it is a good way to onboard. And if we want to, say, offer two coin or two cans or something like that, those in turn can be wrapped into the ocean and uh, let you earn points. So indirectly, yes, we can definitely do tasks and quests for prizes. Those prizes in turn leading to shell points and those shell points affecting the airdrop. Uh, so yes, I guess is the roundabout answer to that. It is something we would like to do. Oh man. Um, well, we I tweeted a roadmap just off the cuff Friday night and people seemed to enjoy that. I promised like five or six different things to happen in May, which is easy to do when it's April, but now it's May, so we have to reap what we've sown. <laughs> I think we are gonna hit all of those marks. Um, some people have been decoding the uh, accountant's cipher as far as the codename red update. I don't know what we're ready to share officially about that, but should be dropping sometime this week. Um, Kenny, is there anything you're particularly excited about that, that we want to maybe toss out there on this call? It's been a couple weeks. Tokenomics part two is, I think everyone's, ever since we released part one, people have been asking about part two. Um, and so we've been working on it very diligently ever since. Um, you know, this is a very sensitive, uh, blog post sensitive for a variety of reasons and so we're being extra thoughtful on this one and um no one wants to really get this uh blog post published more than me but we want to make sure we do it right and it's coming probably this week and um yeah i think uh you know getting this token out there is probably our number one priority i think as a community the team and um it's gonna be really sick i think we're all gonna really if i could wave a wand and and drop the token uh well i would probably wait like a couple of weeks to get <laughs> everything together but um yeah the constraint is not our will i will say that our will is aligned with with yours certainly um and i think yeah um what else is exciting that's coming out soon? Yeah, I think uh, we've been somewhat cryptic, but um, yeah, something something cool is coming. People have been asking about adding more NFTs. We're also working on that. Uh, people are yeah. asking about adding more tokens. We're working on that. Um, got a lot of partnerships that uh, we. I don't think we can really talk about publicly because nothing's finalized, but have a lot of uh, progress on multiple fronts. Um, you know, and I think in addition to, you know, I said like a, the token's a big priority, but also a big priority is uh, transitioning out of guarded launch, like cautious mode to 
growth mode, both in terms of TVL, in terms of users, and in terms of like other projects kind of coming into the shell like ecosystem. Um, it's all something we're really excited about. And we've built some really great tools and we're constantly refining those tools and make them even better and better and better. And one of the best ways to do that now is to get more people to use them and experiment with them. Um, and yeah, we're also working on the shell app quite a bit, uh, still kind of very much in the brainstorming phase, but, uh, we got some cool things for you now that we've, now that we've built like the thing that I, that I think, you know, I'm personally the most proud of, of, of what, what we've accomplished on the on the shell front end is that sort of the ability to convert any asset in the shell ecosystem to any other asset, you know, in one click and be able to convert multiple assets into multiple other assets, um, you know, tokens, wrap tokens, NFTs, wrapped NFTs, LP tokens. Um, in the coming, you know, in the coming months, we'll add like lending pools and probably some options and derivatives we're working on. Um, and so just having the ability to convert seamlessly between any token on the shell uh, platform in, in a way that sort of is like a sort of modular, sort of generalized, intuitive user flow is something that we're, I, I'm really proud of the team and also the community from your feedback um, of us accomplishing together. Uh, but we have more ideas. Um, I think... You know, fundamentally, I think one of the problems with like the Web3 uh, DeFi user experience is, you know, you, you just think to yourself, okay, you only log on when there's something specific you want to do. And then it's just sort of like a tedious thing that you have to like wade through and deal with. Um, and then you're done. And so it's for me, every time I have to use Web3, even on the Shell app, if I'm being honest, it's it's a bit of a chore. And I don't like chores. I'm, you know... You can tell by the by the shirt I wear that I, I like to sort of relax and enjoy myself and sort of take it all in and have a great experience. And so trying to rethink like the shell app that is sort of DeFi Web3 user experience. So it's less about I log, I think about something I want to do and then I try to accomplish it in like the least painful way possible and make it more like an inviting place to go and... Um, you know, be entertained, satisfy your curiosity and, you know, learn about the world and kind of uh, sort of a more like, hey, I, I'm a little bored. Let's go to Shell and see uh, if there's anything interesting um, to, to learn about. It's sort of the, the direction we're heading in. I can't talk too many specifics yet. Very, uh, very interesting conversation happening on our MindMeld chat right now. If I can bring that up, Kenny. Okay. Uh... Someone asks, uh, it's Kim. Kim asks, uh, NFT to NFT direct swap if we add other collections. Yeah. Um, I'm not a developer. I don't see why not. Um, because it wouldn't be an exact conversion on price. You would need to either add in a little extra ETH or some other token or get some change back. Um, but it's certainly possible. Uh, is the, the idea back, the back end the shell smart contracts make that very easy to do the harder part is like the user experience front end side so if you're like a a, a developer and you can write your own 
Web3 code interact with smart contracts and you can kind of like read and figure it out yourself, it's not hard. Um, the hard part is just being like an end user pushing buttons. How do we create, um, you know, a process that is easy to follow and intuitive that lets you swap NFT for NFT? And in the in the 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 Kairos said the the stumbling block is that like okay, let's say we have two cans and. The NFT that's going to be really soon. It won't say what it is. Um, problem is they're not going to be like the same price. In fact, they probably won't even be like multiples of each other. Like, let's say like two cans are worth um, seven bucks and these other ones are worth like 50 bucks. You know, unless you're trading this quantity that's like divisible by like seven and 50 you know, you're not going to be able to, to, to really convert between them in, in an efficient way. And so what we'll probably have to, you probably want to do is you'd want to add a third token, either on the input or the output, um, that's fungible. That, um, let's say, let's say you, you'd like the amount of two cans you're selling is, let's say, $20 more than the other NFT that you want to get. And so you would put like ETH as like one of the output second output token and that tw extra 20 bucks would be converted to ETH. Um, yep. And that's what you'd get. And none of this is like rocket science. It's not like we have to, uh, you know, invent, reinvent the, you know, invent some new technology we, you know, no one's ever seen before. But we do have to like write like an algorithm to, to handle all this and a user flow to handle all this that's like robust and, you know, can deal with edge cases. And so it's going to take Gonna take some time, but it's happening. It's coming. You know, we got a lot of stuff we're working on. So, one of the things we're sort of learning how to do is there's this ruthless prioritization of of tasks and features. And so, do you see a feature that seems obvious that like you're like, why don't they have it? Definitely let us know because maybe we haven't thought of it. But odds are we probably have thought of it, and we don't we don't have it just because you know we have a small team and we have to like prioritize. Also, uh, everybody using commas for decimals on mobile, sorry that that still doesn't work. We're working on it. Apparently, it's like way trickier than you'd think it would be. But uh, Ishan assures me that we are trying to get that fixed. So, um, yeah, someone also brought up the idea of POAPs or something similar for when meld live attendance i'm down i'm super down for that i think that would be great the thing that is this makes me hesitant is not the nature of a poap or any kind of attendance token or nft it is the idea of being reliant on a very centralized uh and possibly arbitrary um issue and issuing group uh, to actually provide those. This is one thing that I won't get into the whole story, but uh, we tried POAPs and it was a bit of a bit of a fiasco. And um, one thing that we've talked about as a team is the idea of building something in-house that achieves the POAP effect and is part of the shell ecosystem that could be displayed in the app, that might work towards something cool, um preliminarily we have been calling this the shell attendance token although that is shat so i don't know 
Maybe it's got a nice ring to it. Uh, this is not something that is even on the roadmap right now. It's just an idea. But the point is, in a perfect world, yes. I mean, if you guys Wait. want chat. Yeah, if you know. want chat, start telling enough, us chat, and yeah, eventually voices, it will happen. Toucans squawking, as it were. Although I'm, I'm told toucans don't actually squawk. I'm sorry, toucans. Yeah, someone was saying they click. Um, There's enough toucans clicking, um, <laughs> as clicking for 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 chat. Will um, you know? Uh -huh. We're we'll not above, it to the above making it. I have some ideas of how we could do it. It would be. It would be it would be interesting, um, but we don't want to like yeah we don't want to like ship that unless people really really want it. And um, oh. also, if you have a better name idea for the name, also let us know because that's just what we call it. Partially just out of a bit of rebellion of our previous experience with attendance tokens that Kyra alluded to that definitely left us a little traumatized. One thing I did promise that we would discuss on this episode, Kenny, and then I do want to go over the roadmap just uh, briefly, but um, these meme coins are really blowing up on and off Arbitrum. It's, uh, it feels like this meme coin season uh, is, is, is budding. I wouldn't say it's here. But it's attempting to take off. You've got obviously AI Doge, you've got Pepe, you've got a million others that may or may not be rugs um, with all kinds of new Ponzonomics. And they are minting millionaires. It feels like the old days. Um, so the question then becomes for a Dex like Shell, which does not yet allow anybody to create a pool. We have to be the shot callers as devs on what tokens we list. And we have to manually go and do the work of connecting them to the liquidity network. Um, what is the place, if any, for quote meme coins? And, and more like metaphysically, what is a meme coin? And is there a spectrum between meme and not meme? Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Kenny? Well, I think, you know, the ultimate goal is to get to a place where we, the core team, have you no know, zero say in this. And it's just all, you know, completely up to the community, completely up to pretty much anyone can just, at the very least, use a smart contract, if not the front end, um, and host liquidity for any coin. Um, that's the goal. I think that's a really good goal to have. I think the roadmap to get there is step one. Uh, I think we're going to be a little bit, we, the core team will be fairly hands-on the early initial projects um, and getting buy-in from the communities and projects themselves was really important. Um, although not, not, not a, um, not an excessive, not a necessity, but also like a very nice bonus. Um, and then step two would probably be creating a more decentralized process uh, where it really is bottom up and it's like completely up to the community, what gets listed and what doesn't get listed. And then step three would be something where even you don't even need the community's approval, like anyone can go and do it. Um, 
Um, the reason why we're not at step three yet is just because, you know, the Proteus, it's, it's a very robust and resilient system. We've tested it a bunch. We're very confident in security. But it's like, if you're not familiar with it, it's not like Uniswap V2 where you just push a button and you, you get a pool and you, it's hard. You can't wreck yourself even if you try. It's still like doesn't have any, it doesn't really have guardrails on it. So if you don't know what you're doing and, and you set the parameters in a not so, like it's, it's not like obvious how to set parameters, I think. Yeah. And you can set parameters. You won't like wreck yourself in the sense that like the pool get hacked. But you could set parameters that are like, cause you to sell a bunch of tokens at a, at a price that doesn't make sense if you're not careful. And so, um, yeah. And that's something I want to clarify. Ozan asks a good question. Uh, so shell isn't permissionless. Um, it is, you could make a Proteus pool right now if you wanted to. In fact, our front end is also open source. You could fork the shell protocol front end um, and add AI Doge and add an AI Doge Proteus pool today, if you wanted to. Uh, it's not it's not a rights or or a permissions issue. It's just as Kenny was saying, the fact that building a Proteus pool is a very different process than building a pool for any other AMM because Proteus is built from scratch with very different features and capabilities and without docs. That is difficult, and the people at Cowrie are pretty much the only people with enough combined institutional knowledge to really do that without having to learn a lot of things from scratch. So that is what we're hoping to change, both by creating tools and just putting out docs that make it easier to become uh, capable enough with Proteus as a dev that you can deploy your own pools. Um, yeah, one of the things we want to get uh, accomplish in the short to medium term is creating a more robust like SDK for other developers to create Proteus pools and make it just you know really dirt simple. Um, it's that's like one of the big goals for us. Uh, I think one reason why we haven't done it is because we wanted to dog food it ourselves and use it and create a bunch of pools and. It's one of the things, you know, you build this SDK to solve some imagined person's problem. It's hard because you don't really know what the friction points are and like the points of confusion are going to be. But now that we've launched a bunch of Proteus pools and we're going to launch a, even a bunch of Proteus pools in the future, we're starting to get a pretty good sense of like the process of how to do this. And so then we can like automate the steps. Step, that's the first part, automating the steps to create Proteus pools. And the second part is to, um, uh, yeah, basically turn those that those that automation into like an SDK for like third party developers to tap into. And I think the real power is is when we combine this with like NFT AMMs. I think one of the things we want to make really easy is for people to create their own NFT AMM, especially like a liquidity bootstrapping pool NFT AMM. I think would be really uh, really important. And so those are those are all coming. And if you um, want to wait, if you if you if you guys decide that like you know the token we can launch a token like twelve months from now, then we'll get this SDK done sooner. <laughs> That's but the thing we'll about like approval voting for dev priorities with governance. 
is that there's really like not an intuitive way to like visualize the opportunity cost of doing things. Like that's why when it's like, oh, do we want to go to like this new chain? Like, do we want to go to like, you know, optimism? Like people will just vote yes. Like, even if that is going to be like good, there is an opportunity cost of doing that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we need to have like a shopping cart for the uh, for the community where there's like, like dev hours that they can spend. You know. Yeah, that might actually mean I can already see a picture like Ishan like cringing as we say this. Oh yeah, like... it's like <laughs> I mean that's the last thing you want. I think is like a skilled artisan, you know, or or like like a guild mason is to be like like Twitch plays Pokemoning your workload right by community vote um someone also asked any negotiation for getting more arb for the platform i assume that means a grant from the arbitrum foundation uh the answer is no uh, at least not to our knowledge the thing about negotiation is that it usually occurs between two parties that have some sort of leverage and there's really nothing substantial that we can do on our side to get free ARB from the Arbitrum Foundation. It's kind of in their hands whether they think that that is important. Um, we can be a squeaky wheel to some degree. However, you know, most of the people that we talk to work at Opchain Labs and for various reasons, uh, like many projects with tokens, they've tried to make this very clear sort of divide between the foundation which holds the tokens and the devs uh, at US-based off-chain labs. So we don't have a whole lot of direct communication with the Arbitrum Foundation. Um, I think the way that this would happen would also be that a proposal would need to be put forward to s issue a grant to Shell Protocol for whatever amount of tokens, and it's kind of a catch-22 for us because not having ARB tokens, we aren't in a position to put forward a proposal to get them. Someone would need to essentially put it forward on our behalf. So we may be wrapped up into some sort of like omnibus grant proposal. You know, if there are, is a whole list of, of projects that the foundation decides to uh, offer a grant for, we may be one of those. Um, and if you guys want to help be the squeaky wheel, and, uh, you know, get the message across to the Arbitrum Foundation that Shell is loved, Shell is important, Shell deserves free tokens. Please go ahead. I think it will mean a lot more uh, coming from you than, than from us. When can we expect Shell Protocol mainnet? By mainnet, do you mean ETH mainnet? Because it's not on our mo roadmap right now. That is possible. Uh, someone asked about Wallet Connect and Rainbow Wallet. Oh, uh, Wallet Connect is basically ready to go. Yeah. Um, Diana, one of our devs, built that out. I think we were testing it. So soon. Yeah. We got a lot of things that are like ninety-nine to ninety-eight percent of the way there. And as anyone who knows, 
just had to ship things. Getting that last one percent always takes longer than you think, especially when you have like a few of those sort of um sort of sitting on the to do list. But um coming soon. Um let me peek at our roadmap just to make sure I'm not missing any exciting things and then I think it's about that time that we usually wrap it up. Kenny, do you have anything else you wanted to go over with the community before the end of the call? I don't think so. I think um okay. feel like, you know, we're kind of in like this uh period where it's like guys, trust us, good good stuff's coming. Um yeah, it's been a lot of building and now we can do some shipping, so that's going to be fun. And uh, as you were saying Proteus and these other things we've built, we can now spread them wide across tokens and NFTs. So I honestly really love the experience of buying and selling NFTs on Shell. Um, I would use it over the more traditional marketplace format if there was an NFT I wanted and it was listed on Shell with sufficient liquidity, truly. So I think that's a good sign. And also a sign that we need to list NFTs uh, and do that strategically in a way that those NFTs have enough liquidity to actually be viable. Um, so that is what we are working toward. Tokenomics part two is coming soon. Do you want to say how soon, Kenny, or do you want to just say soon? Really, most likely, very highly probably going to be done this week. You heard it here first. And I had hopefully said by May 12th, so that is sooner than that. Um, we will see. The red update, also this week. Well, this is a busy week. We're going to have some fun. Um, I have to not use all my at everyone's. Because I feel like you get a limited amount before people are just like, stop pinging me, bro. But uh, are we playing raise before token launch? Um, maybe. I think. Honestly, this might sound. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, if anyone has done a fundraise before, this might make sense. But if you haven't, it might not. But the 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 reason why we wouldn't is mostly just because of my time <laughs> you know getting the token launch and getting all the features set uh get managing like building the app and protocol and then like getting the token stuff is just a lot of attention and it's the kind of thing where you know a single minor mistake can cause really bad problems for everyone involved and so it's not just a matter of grinding through things it's it's a matter of getting through things and and being very careful and conscientious about how you do it and so uh and raising money is also very time consuming and requires a lot of energy and dedication to get like a good pitch deck to 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 make the you know you have a good like elevator pitch have make get the right introductions um and so you know we're doing fine in terms of runway, the core team. So it's it's not like we need to raise um, at this stage. Uh, always, you know, more, you know, Angela earlier from Collabland was talking about how, you know, it wasn't about the money. But at the end of the day, if you don't have capital, you know, or some kind of money coming in, uh, you, know, you can't do what you what you're passionate about. And so 
more money is always nice. I think it's not about the money, but it's also not not about the money. Look, you know, money, it's uh, when you live in a capitalist society, as we do, um, you can't ignore it. Uh, it's sort of like trying to pretend like gravity doesn't exist. It just it does. Um, and uh, so whether we would or wouldn't do the raise, probably not because we won't have the bandwidth to, to do that and execute on everything else. Um, however, the things could change if it feels like there's sufficient demand or if the market starts to start to heat up and we think that we think that there's like a way to raise money that wouldn't, wouldn't be too time consuming. Yeah. If um, you really, really are just wanting to invest in shell in a way that will not be a very drawn out process. I mean, drop us a, drop us a ticket. Yeah. It's not, no, it's just, again, it's that opportunity cost thing. Um, I think also like when you're fundraising pre-token, there's this issue that you run into, which is like, what the, what the hell is this thing worth? You know? And it's just kind of like an opinion. Um, whereas when you have a token, it's, it's, you know, it's still hard to know what a token is really worth, but you can at least look at like a publicly traded price you know, you basically have the wisdom of the, the collective wisdom of the market sort of making a judgment. And so when you're like, hey, like, we think this is what we're worth. It's not just like one person's opinion versus another person's opinion. It's you can actually you have price discovery is what I'm trying to say. And so it, it I'm not saying it's easy to raise money after that, but it's so it's, it's it's not harder. Let's put it that way. Cool. Well, guys, everybody who tuned in, everyone who asked questions, thank you for joining us. Um, if you were there in the YouTube chat, I just want to remind you, drop on into our Discord in the future. You can ask questions, um, get a roll, all of that good stuff. It was really wonderful having uh, Anjali from Collabland, uh, getting to learn more about their vision. And uh, they've really, truly made a public good for Web3, and I don't think uh, this whole field would be nearly as strong as far as community and relationships without what they built. So so I'm truly grateful to them and excited to see where things go from here with that the collab token, which hopefully most of you will be able to, um, oh, Drogo, we can talk more. Um, most of you will be receiving at least a couple bucks of uh fairly soon okay and, uh, yeah i look forward to having angeli on uh sometime in the future and having a even far broader ranging discussion yeah join us in two weeks for our next call same time and on a tuesday we will have someone from uniswap as our special guest so that is sure to be interesting and there will be a whole lot that we have shipped between now and then. Just saying it right now. So we'll have a lot more to talk about on the shell side as well. Thank you for being here, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And you can catch us on our Discord. Aloha, everyone. Aloha.